On this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are going to be catching up with one another and sharing with all our listeners the highs and lows of our recent vacation. Things that spark joy, things that uh, didn't spark joy. And for those of you hoping for a book club episode, well, that's going to be in a couple weeks. This week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. A little jet lagging, but I'm doing okay. How about you? Same thing. I, I will say jet lag is real and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, getting up at uh, 4.30 benefits my dogs in the morning, not so much me <laughs> and feeling rested. Yeah, I know. It takes a while, doesn't it? It sure does, but we're about a week off of our vacation. I've been mm-hmm. home a week now. You've been home just over a week now, and yeah, settling in. Yeah. You're still traveling, yeah. though. I was going to say, I'm really not home yet. I haven't made it homey home yet. But soon. It's coming. It is. I'm close. Yeah. Yeah, so I just want to take a minute here to apologize to our listeners for not having an episode last week. We had planned to record on the ship But unfortunately, we did not have internet that would allow that to happen. There was a huge Mm -hmm. lag between what I would say and then you hearing it and responding. So what should have been a half an hour episode probably would have taken an hour. We would have been talking over each other and we just decided to scrap it. Yes, we did. And that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. I mean... It is what it is. And we're back today. We're we're feeling mm-hmm. good. We have stories to share. And I guess I'm just going to jump right in because I'm sure everybody here wants to know that when I flew back from London this time, my bag did not make it again. Unbelievable. It is totally unbelievable, especially when our friends checked in right in front of us and all four of their bags made it. And then the two bags after mine, which were our other bags, they made it. So why did this one bag not make it? Good question. And how long did it take for you to actually get it? Now, I'm going to say I'm really impressed with United Airlines. I will throw them a huge shout out here because they had that bag to me, which was still in London because this time I put an air tag in it. So I knew it was there. Mm -hmm. They had it to me within 48 hours of landing. Wow. That's impressive. In Havasu. So not only did they take it to Vegas, but then they had someone drive it here and it got here within 48 hours. So huge shout out. I am totally impressed. Yeah, that is impressive. But having my bag misplaced made me think of a report I heard while I was on the cruise. It was actually a Fox News story in which they were talking about how Japan Airlines, or I think it was Japan Airlines, was considering instead of having people pack a bag that just they will pack a bag like you can rent clothes from them and so you don't have to travel with luggage which nice idea but yeah not gonna work for me because what if the clothes don't fit what if the clothes are uncomfortable what if the clothes are cheap Yeah, it's a totally flawed situation or suggestion. And I was going to ask you, like, my first question was going to be, would you or wouldn't you do it? Yeah, you don't even have to ask the question. No, I would not. 
Yeah. And then my second question, is it a good or a bad idea? Which I think it's a horrible idea. Well, like in yeah. What world would that work? I know. And I'm going to say well-meaning idea makes sense on the surface. But when you start digging deep into the idea, that's when their flaws pop up. Right. It is a great idea because believe me, if I did not have to pack for a cruise, if I didn't have to, or a vacation of any sorts, if I didn't have to pack, if I didn't have to then transport it and, you know, make sure my bags or hopefully they're going to arrive, it would be a great idea. But as you said, what if they didn't fit? Right. Or they were just uncomfortable. And what if they smelled? Like I, they're used clothing, so they're recycled pieces of clothes. So right. how could you even predict that they would be available when the next person were to need them or that they would be clean enough and they right. wouldn't smell? Yeah, no. Like I yeah. said, dig deep, bad idea. Yeah, I'm a huge smell person. So that first whiff of something, I'm going to be like, no. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize you were such a big smell person until this cruise. <laughs> I know. I am a big smell person. Strong enough acto. Yes, you do. You were picking up scents that I'm like, I'm not smelling it. And I I consider myself pretty um, tuned into that. Yeah. And I don't know. I've always been like that, too. It's one of those things. Just Yeah. You had me so freaked out. Like I was double checking myself in the room, like making sure I didn't smell because we were at trivia or something and someone in the room had BO. Had a like bad, bad. <laughs> you smelled him before you saw him. Yeah. And I didn't smell it the first couple of times. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I hope it wasn't me. And you're like, no, it wasn't you. And I'm like, well, I take pride in smelling good, like having a lot of perfume on and not a lot, not overwhelming where people are gagging, but, right, you know, I, I take pride in yeah. how I smell and how I look. And so, yeah, you had me on edge there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't want to fall I, victim. Yeah. But I did make you sit next to him once so you understood what I was talking about. Yes, I did finally get to experience that. And I'm like, no, she's right. She's right. Yeah. And this was no one in our group. This was just a random couple that joined us. Yes. Very lovely couple, but from Australia. Yeah. 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 So I found that very interesting. And there's so much about this cruise and little things that we experience that maybe we can talk about today. Sounds good to me. Okay. So let's jump right in. Okay, Suzanne, so the very first thing I want to talk about where this vacation is concerned is sparking joy. Oh, well, yeah. And you know what event or two I'm going to talk about, right? I do. Absolutely. One of them had nothing to do with the cruise, though. Maybe both of them didn't. The one that jumps into my mind was pre-cruise. It was pre-cruise, but it was part of this vacation and you had the foresight to set it up for us. So why don't you tell everybody what we got to do? Well, and you know, we've talked about this before. We all have our comfort things. We all have those things in our life that we go to just to make ourselves feel good. And this is my comfort entertainment. It's my travel movie 
whenever I travel, download it on my iPad. So if there's nothing else to watch, I can watch it. I've been to see it on stage no less than 10 times. One of those times in Broadway, on Broadway. Yep. And we did it in London, which was a bucket list of mine. We went to Mamma Mia in London. And we did. Yay. <laughs> and it even sparked joy for our husbands. It was so phenomenal. Yeah. I'm surprised that they agreed to go with us because initially you had only got, or we only thought three of us in a group of six were going to go, but five right. of us ended up going and three of them were right. men. And I have to laugh because you kind of got us a little bit better seats than they had, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, they were only two rows behind us. I know, but looking back, <laughs> they were like the only three guys in the whole theater, especially the only three guys that aren't there with like dates, or they look like they're not there right. with dates. So right. I thought that was hilarious. And I also really love the fact that my husband agreed to go, and he uh -huh. is a convert. Like, he loves that play now. Right. He's, it has grown on him. He is singing the songs incorrectly, might I add, <laughs> in a very annoying high pitch, but he's all about Mamma Mia now. Oh, yeah. Well, and like I said, I've seen the production on stage no less than 10 times. This was by far, including the Broadway production, the best production I've ever seen. It was so phenomenal. And the talent, oh my goodness, the talent. I know. So you'd be crazy not to be a convert if you didn't like Mamma Mia because it was so phenomenal. Yeah, I really wish we could have like videotaped it or done an audio recording or had they sold one because those voices and the range of those voices, oh my gosh, I just... Right found myself crying at points and laughing yeah. at a lot of points. It was the full experience. Well, and their acting was phenomenal. When they weren't singing and they were at, even in while they were singing, their acting was phenomenal. It was just, ugh, talk about sparking joy. Yeah. Yes. Big and the highlight. energy, it was a highlight. And the energy was so high. Like when we left the production, everybody's in a good mood around you, which was yeah. incredible. And there was even a, what do they call them? That thing that um, Robin Christie got in, that little biking thing. Rickshaw. That has a rickshaw. rickshaw. Yeah, they had a rickshaw there and it was pumping out the Mamma Mia song. So whoever got into that, they were very lucky and they had an experience there too. Yeah. And I would have turned around and gone right back in and seen it again if I could have. Yeah, because if we had so had tickets amazing. to the, the 7 o'clock performance. Show. Yeah. yeah, it was so much fun. And I don't know, like, it will live on in my heart for, for years to come. And every time I think of it, because I kept the program, I just smile. And I did watch the movie on my flight back home. Yeah, as did I. But I've seen the movie a 100 times. I yeah, I, ha I have too. And, you know... There is a contrast, though, between the voices that we heard oh, in London yeah. and like Meryl Streep and them. I mean, they did a good job, but there's no comparison. Right. <laughs> None at I all. I know. I know. So that is something that really sparked joy on our trip. And then I would call the next thing that I want to talk about almost serendipitous. 
And it sparked so much joy for me, but it's something I never thought I wanted, something I never thought I needed to see. Yeah. But we got to witness something really cool. Do you want me to introduce it or do you want to? You should definitely introduce it. I introduced Mama Mia, so you introduce this one. Okay, so we go to Bordeaux on our cruise. On the first day, we spend our day in wine country. We hired a private driver, a tour guide, and we got to go to some lovely vineyards and taste some incredible wine, except for you because it was red wine and you only drink white. Mm -hmm. But on the second day, unbeknownst to us, at the time of, well, we found out right before docking, but the Tour de France, stage seven mm-hmm. of the Tour de France was going to be ending in Bordeaux on the day we were there. So we're trying to decide where are we going to watch it? Where are we going to go? Like we have to see the bikers cross, but we didn't have to go anywhere. It The I finish know. line was actually just down below from where the ship was docked. So from deck 11, we got to see the end of stage seven of the Tour de France. And it was incredible. Nothing less than incredible. It was such a thrill. And to be a part of it, and we had, we really had no idea because none of us are avid bikers or bike racing isn't in our, you know, our radar. Yeah, and it so, might have been for sure. Jeff at one point because he was right. like a biker. <laughs> right. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we but we all knew of the Tour de France. And to be part of the excitement, because that's that's part of what makes it so cool, is the excitement surrounding it. Is you know, the people that show up for it. Oh my goodness, it was it was amazing. Yeah, no, it was incredible. And thanks to our friend Christy, she went up on deck 11 and sat out there for like three hours holding our Mm -hmm. space so we could do trivia and like the things we wanted to do. And we just all got to be up there for the Mm -hmm. crossing. And it has been on our social media. We did post a video of what that looked like. And yeah, pretty incredible. Nothing less than incredible and totally unexpected. Yes, totally an unexpected serendipitous, perfect moment in my book. Mm -hmm. And I don't get a lot of those perfect moments, things that take me by surprise or things that afterwards I'm like, I'm really glad I I saw that. Right. Probably for us, maybe a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. The last time I had a serendipitous moment like that, though, where I didn't even know I needed it, but was so thankful is that time, like, that time in July of 2022 when we were in Napa and I had no desire to watch the fireworks until we just happened to have a balcony that faced where they were. And it was incredible. So I love experiences like that. I agree. I agree. I was going to bring up a not so serendipitous. Well, that is joy moment. What I was going to be leading into. So why don't we move on to things that weren't so great okay, or things that didn't spark our joy while traveling. Here we go. Okay, Suzanne, I know you're eager to share this one. So I'm just going to let you have the floor about something where you're kind of saying FML 
because it didn't turn out as expected and didn't bring your bring you any joy whatsoever. First of all, what is FML? F my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's actually not what I was going to bring up. Oh, it wasn't? Okay, well, share. Do share what you were going to bring up. Okay, well, I was going to say, and in a very warped way, this did spark joy. But the other unexpected event on the ship, I think we were headed into Bordeaux, and there was a rescue mission. Oh, yeah. Right? So in a warped way, it sparked joy because, again, it was a moment that you couldn't have ever predicted we were going to experience. But the precision in which it was accomplished was phenomenal. And and I don't know how else to describe it, but a passenger had taken ill on the ship. And we were only maybe half an hour or an hour out of docking. So we knew it was this true emergency that they had to airlift him off the moving ship. And we experienced a rescue helicopter flying in, hovering over the ship, them strapping the ill passenger and his or her companion by a tow line, right? And yes. lift, airlifting him off the ship while the ship was moving and the helicopter was hovering flying. So never, never did that helicopter land and they airlifted him and companion off. It was one of those experiences that was so phenomenal. You just can't even believe it. And we thought we could see it. It was right by our cabin. So we all three of us, all three couples stood out on our patios and watched this whole thing take place. It was absolutely thrilling. And it was, I really do not know what happened to that passenger. I hope the passengers made a, a full recovery, sending out prayers, right. but watching the helicopter do what it needed to do. I have right. never seen anything like that. And to have the vantage point that we did, I have it on videotape. Right or videotape, what am mm -hmm. I, like 50 or something? Yeah. yeah. So I have it on video, and I, I will put together a reel, or I'll have Eva put together a reel mm -hmm. on it, just so you can kind of see what it was right. like to experience. Well, and the precision of the crew in that emergency, because I had started, they cleared the pool deck of all lounge chairs and everything, and the helicopter literally hovered over the pool deck. And so I had gone up to the, the closed-in area where you could see the pool deck, but you couldn't access the pool deck. And there were a ton of people watching. And the precision of the crew was unbelievable. It just blew my mind that everyone knew what to do. There was no panic. There was, they just did their jobs. They did what they needed to do. And then I went to the room when the helicopter actually came in so I could see it the vantage point from our room. But such an incredible masterpiece of work. I completely agree. And I do have to throw it out to Regent there. 
They did a wonderful job. They probably saved a life on that day. And not only, you know, we're on a cruise ship, but I think at that point we're going down a river. So there's not like a lot of extra room and we're contending with bridges in front of us. Like they had to time the ship coming into Bordeaux so the bridge could open up. And we could pass through. So they had a lot of things working against them. And it was, again, so sorry for the person who was ill, but thrilling to watch. Yeah, And we can only hope that it was worth it and that he survived. And we'll never know if he survived or not. But but even there were wires that crossed the river, like telephone or electric wires or whatever it was. But we had to maneuver around that, and the helicopter had to maneuver around that, and we had to pass under those wires before the helicopter could come in close enough to lift him. It was just so remarkable. Okay, so I am going to throw myself under the bus, and I will put this photo on social media, but Rob was standing out on our deck. I had decided to shower, and he starts yelling at me, hey, Michelle, like with love, but like he wanted me right. to come see this. He starts, you know, yelling, come out. You've got to see this. This is so cool. Like you're never going to see anything like this again in your life. So I'm in the shower. I have shampoo in my hair. So I jump right. out of the shower, put a towel around my body, put a towel like in my hair and run out right. on the deck and watch it basically naked except for the two towels because it was thrilling. And, and I snapped a picture of it. You did. And that is me all towelled up. Yeah. But it was still worth it. It was a moment to experience. Right. And I did not know that was a story that you were going to share. I thought you were going to share the story about our excursion in France. Well, I was going to get there. Yeah. But I thought that one was a better story. So we can move on and maybe in our next segment discuss the not so perfect moments. Okay, or we can just keep discussing it here because I think I already transitioned to the not-so-perfect moment. So we're still (laughs) in that segment. So, yeah, why don't you share what we were so excited about but then so let down by? I know. Well, one of the offerings of our cruise line regents, Seven Seas, are their phenomenal list of excursions. And we found this one very early on after we booked it at Booked the Cruise. And we signed up right away, and it was our last port of call. So we waited the whole cruise for this highlight. And it was described as, I don't remember how they described it, but a tour of Christian Dior, Dior's home, right? I can't remember how it was described, but we had visions of what this tour was going to be like. And we were beyond excited. Yeah, I mean, it was a highlight, a highlight so much that I didn't even look at the other tours available. And that was the one I was going to do. And all of my life, I've wanted to go to Mont St. Michel. And it was right there. And I chose to do this tour instead. And I'm kicking myself in the butt right now, because what was described as, or what we read into, it was a tour of Christian Dior's childhood home, and there would be shopping available. So here yes. in my mind, I thought that meant we're going to tour his home, and then there's going to be the biggest Dior shop 
we've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I don't right. know why I thought that, but that is what I had pictured in my mind. And it was worth the eight hour time frame that we were going to be right. on this tour. Well, and the fee we had to pay because Regent Seven Seas also touts a lot of free excursions. And this one we thought was worth paying for. So we paid for this excursion. And what a debacle that was. What yeah. a colossal waste of a day. As I mentioned, eight hours. And yep. we haven't done a lot of the group tours because if our listeners know nothing else about us. They know that we're not very patient and we like to do things on our own schedule. So the tours right. we've done, we've hired a private driver. So on this one, like it's such a cool tour. It's going to be worth the eight hours. It's going to be worth working with other people's schedules to do. And yeah, we showed up at the house and it has a really nice garden and a really right. great view of the ocean. And the house I'm sure was spectacular in its time and it still kept up pretty well, but yeah, not what I was expecting. But they just, yeah, when we got there after the two hour bus ride to get there, let's point that out, it was a representation of how the house may have looked when Christian Dior lived there. And it's like that right there. It's like, seriously. And then they had two hours blocked off for that and th this was not two hours worth of viewing there was we were done it easily within an hour after within, touring the garden like let's yeah. be honest 15 minutes yeah, 15 minutes and even if it had been cool it would have been more no less no more than an hour and so it's like then the tour guide at at about an hour and a half said i think everyone's ready to go if you're okay with it, let's head back to our motor coach. So we walked back to the motor coach, but that motor coach didn't get the memo that we were leaving early to go do some shopping in the little small town. And so we had to stand on the curb, basically, and wait for our motor coach to show up. And what happened when it showed up? We were on the wrong side of the road. No, it almost hit me. Oh, it did almost hit you. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that part. Like yeah. the mirror, like almost hit me. He was so yeah. close. I didn't hear it coming and he almost hit me. And I'm like thinking, could this day get any worse? But before we move on to the shopping, let me just say, right. go back to the Christian Dior where we thought we were going to be looking at luggage and purses and all of Christian Dior's offerings. Dinnerware. Dinnerware. It didn't happen. So what we ended up with were like pencils that said Christian Dior or journals <laughs> yeah. that said Christian Dior, which is really cool. But right. we gave up our shopping time at Christian Dior in London, the most fabulous store I've ever seen for this oh. experience. Like we didn't shop there because we're like, no, we'll just get it at his home. <laughs> what idiots right. we and are. We should have done more we research. God, we should have. I mean, lesson learned there. Yeah, we have to do our research. We have to study these things very carefully because, again, when we were in London, that was pre-cruise. And that Christian Dior in London is spectacular. And, I mean, I talk about sparking joy. Oh, my goodness. We we could have had such a day in at Christian Dior in London. And we blew it. We flat out blew it. We blew it. And... I will like 
give our husbands so much credit right here because they did not go on this tour with us. But that morning, they were so excited for us because they knew we were going to have a great day. And they encouraged us to go shopping and have fun. <laughs> and then we had to report back to them. It was a bust. <laughs> it was a bust. Okay, so then we, after two hours, they dropped us in town. So it was about noon when they dropped us in the little town cute little town, tons of adorable shops that we, nothing Christian Dior, but we could have done some serious shopping damage in that little town. But you want to share to with everyone why we didn't do serious damage in that little town? I can because in France or in Europe, they like to take long lunch breaks. And by the time we arrived in town, they were shutting down for two to three hours to take their lunch break. So there was nothing open. Yeah. So, you know, and that to me is the poorest planning of any tour. There's no excuse for that. They knew perfectly well that locally that those shops are closed between it was noon and 2.30. Some places it was noon and 3. Well, we had to catch our shuttle motor coach back to the ship for our two-hour drive back to the ship at 2. So the timing was the worst. So we had nowhere to shop. And it's like that's a cruel joke to play on someone. <laughs> it is a cruel <laughs> joke, especially when Mont Saint-Michel was right there. We passed it. I saw it in yes. the distance. And I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? And then we didn't yeah. shop in London. Like so many things just added to the right and annoyance. Yeah, and Regent, yep. And Regent Seven Seas got a big X on that one. I was pretty upset, and it was the last day of our cruise. And right, we and we had waited for that the entire cruise. Yeah. And next time, I'm saying research, 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 or we hire yep. our own car. Would you do another yes. group tour, Suzanne? No. Why would we do a group tour? Because you're right. If we had, had our own car, we could have aborted that mission right away and gone to St. Michelle. We <sighs> could have done that. We could have. If we'd had our own driver. But yeah, no, we're not doing those group tours anymore. That's stupid. Yeah. So you're we just live trapped. And we learn. And we yes, learn we that we are not team players when it comes to tours. <laughs> That's right. There you have it. Okay. Well, I have one other story I could share, but I don't know if I should save it for another day. I think you should save it for another day because we still have a lot to talk about, unless it fits this category. Well, it kind of fits the FML category, and you remember oh. that what that is. F my yes. life. But when we were in Portugal, I'll just share it really quick. When we were in Portugal, before catching our cruise, uh, we went to dinner at this place that was heavily heavily oh, seafood. Right. And oh. I'm sitting there and they have this huge <laughs> lobster tank and they're moving. And then this guy in front of us goes in with these things to get it and pulls it up and then brings it to the table to show us. And I'm thinking, why am I here? I don't yeah. need to see this. I don't want to think about bad. this. It was bad. And so, you know, they had a steak. You call it the kid's plate. You and I got the kid's plate. But yeah, yeah I was like, I don't want this to ever happen to me again. But the guys, they were in heaven. And yes, Christy, she loved everything she had. Uh, didn't like the server, but. Right. Well, it was, <laughs> they had like the Wizard of Oz dinner. You know, it was 
gorgeous. Everything that they brought out was the the lobster, the lobster casserole, the I don't even the clams, the oysters, none of which you or I eat. Their meal was spectacular. And we were in Kansas with the black and white dinner. Right. (laughs) We our kids plate and it was disgusting. It was like two different two different restaurants at the same table. It was so bad. Right. I'm gonna have to have Eva put together real on this one also because yeah, it's unforgettable. And I will just throw out there that there was a little bit of a language barrier. So the guys, Christy, they ordered a lot of food. And they ordered enough food for the entire restaurant, frankly. Yeah. And I kept saying, I think one lobster is enough. That's a big lot. Like, I don't think you need all that food. But you know, they they shushed me. They shush me yeah. and I'm like, okay, they do. do what you want. Well, <laughs> and the waiter did the same thing when they were ordering something. The waiter's like, no, too much, too much. Yeah. And how often Sorry. does that happen? They're Never. usually trying to upsell their products. So yeah, quite yeah. an experience. But why don't we move on and close out this episode and give a little update on book club. Great. Okay, Suzanne, so I'm feeling pretty good about this recording today. It's fun to catch up with you. I haven't talked to you in about a week because you've been traveling and been with family. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think we need to update our listeners on book club because it's the last episode in July and we're not doing a book club episode today. But it is coming. It'll be we'll be doing it in the next couple episodes we just kind of got will. behind during travels which you can't right and it's totally on me because you have the book read and i started the book but i wasn't in the mood for reading i think i was tired and i put the book down i have not gotten back to it and can't discuss a book i haven't read yeah i hate that you just threw yourself under the bus like that because well, i would not I have done that it. to you I deserve it. I I didn't read it. I have not. I mean, I've started it, but I have not finished it. And in all fairness, I have to finish it before we can discuss it. Well, that is true. But with all that shared, now that you know an update on book club, do you want to close out the episode or do you want me to? I can't remember you whose go right ahead. turn it is. Okay. And here's your something to sip on. Embrace uncertainty. Some of the most beautiful chapters in our lives won't have a title until much later. And that is by Bob Goff. And again, that's your something to sip on. So until next week, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.